You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. Hey guys and gals, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Podcast, where you will be educated, entertained, and equipped to get more out of your outdoor experience. So hold on tight, because here we go. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. This is the Oklahoma Outdoors Podcast, and as usual, I am your host, John Hudson. Oh, man. See, I, I was just about to warn you guys that uh, my throat feels like crap, and uh, I couldn't even get to that part to tell you before my throat hurt and I had to clear it. This episode is going to be a very short and sweet one. I apologize, guys, but we are right in the middle of all the holidays. Like I said, my throat hurts. I don't know what, I just woke up with a really dry throat, been coughing a lot today. I don't really feel sick. I just like have a dry throat. So my apologies, there's probably going to be lots of uh, coughing and hacking and stuff this episode, but I'm going to try to get through it. Still going to try to get a quality episode out to you guys. And so I'm just going to fight through it. But my apologies if this one is not up to my usual standards. And so, yeah. I was just looking at my phone before I started recording. Because, you know, I always like to give you guys a little update of what I've been up to and everything. And it just dawned on me that uh, I have not been hunting since December 11th. So that's like two and a half weeks. Um, Like I said, been very busy. uh, Had... Christmas parties and, you know, my wife's Christmas parties and stuff. Uh, We've had family in town. My wife's mom came into town from Philadelphia. Um, My wife's brother is in the Marines, stationed out in California. He's in town right now, still here. And so, just had a lot going on. Um, But yeah, it's crazy that it's been that long since I've hunted. But uh, that is all going to change. So, I'm recording this between Christmas and New Year's right now. It's going to come out uh, a couple days after New Year's. And uh, I don't have to work, I just found out, Thursday and Friday, uh, so the day before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve, and then obviously the weekend. And so, I'm really trying to take my brother-in-law hog hunting, that's something he requested while he was home. Uh, We had it worked out to go, gosh, two weeks ago, I think, but that's when that storm hit, and so we ended up getting rained out and not getting to go. 
and then just with Christmas and everything, we haven't been able to go. I we, we were planning to take him, I think, Thursday night, but now I think we're having like a big family dinner with my wife's family Thursday night, so I'm trying to take him Wednesday night. Um, but I don't know if that's going to work out because I think he had made some plans because we were supposed to go Thursday. And so if he can make it, I'm going to sacrifice some deer hunting and take him hog hunting. He's never done any hunting whatsoever, uh, but he's really been wanting to. And so I'm going to try to take him hog hunting. If he can't go, I'm probably still going to go and go deer hunting. And then uh, going to come back, hang out with the family a little bit more. And then there is a crazy, crazy cold front hitting. Uh, I think it's supposed to hit like Saturday night. Uh, so it's already hit as y'all are listening to this supposed to get down to like 19 or something like that and so i'd love to go up and and hunt something i don't care if it's ducks deer whatever um i did get uh so my main trail camera uh after you know it's where two of the bucks i was hoping to kill late season it's been out of batteries for the past two weeks and of course i haven't been up there to change it but uh christmas yeah christmas day i actually ran out there after you know we'd been hanging out with the family and everything and changed the batteries in it um one of my big shooters is still there i haven't seen the other one um but uh on different camera uh a shooter just showed up he he came yesterday evening during daylight and also this morning during daylight and so hopefully he sticks around um maybe that cold weather will get him up on their feet We'll have to see, you know, what the weather and the wind and everything's doing as this weekend gets closer. But all that to say, I will be doing some hunting this weekend. Uh, I'm also supposed to go duck hunting with a friend of mine on Friday morning. So at the very least, I'll be doing that. Um, but hopefully I'll get some deer hunting in too. And, uh, you know, I've been, been mentioning that I'm going to the ATA show. Uh, why they schedule that the first weekend of January, I don't know. Like deer season's still going. And so I'm ex- very, very excited to go to the ATA show, uh, but that does take away, you know, what I would consider one of my favorite and best weekends of the year, like that first, you know, long weekend in January, like full weekend in January. And so, you know, I've been bragging about, I'm not bragging, but just <clears throat> talking about how much I love late season, how I'm normally not worried because I can usually get it done late season. Uh, but they are taking away a very major weekend for me to get it done. And so I basically have, you know, whatever I get to hunt this coming weekend, and I don't know how much that is. And then, you know, I'll have to go back to work. And so I'll probably, I mean, hopefully I'll get to hunt Friday evening of the 14th. And then that Saturday, the 15th is the last day of the season. And so I may only have like three or four more deer sits in me uh, for this year. And so that is very hard to believe, very crazy. Um, but like I said, I am excited to go to ATA show. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not giving up yet. Like, I'm going to hunt hard the rest of the season. I'm pretty, I wouldn't say ashamed, but um, it's not normal that I don't kill a deer with my bow. That I don't kill a deer with my bow. Yeah, I normally kill one with my bow. And I haven't done that. I, the one I shot in Texas with, was with my rifle, and then I shot an Oklahoma Oklahoma buck during rifle. Um, but yeah, I really want to get something with my bow. Um, I may even shoot a doe. I think we need to kill a couple does anyway. Um, and so I could use a little bit more meat, and I really want to hide. Uh, I haven't talked about this yet, but I've always had this dream to make my own deer decoy like you know kind of a white tail adrenaline like mobile one but something you can stake and use like real deer fur on it and everything well both the bucks i killed this year i was planning on mounting them after i killed the the first one like shoulder mounting them after i killed the first one i caped it and everything so that i could get it mounted 
Um, while it was at the processor, I shot my Oklahoma buck, and then I couldn't afford to do both of them. And so I decided to shoulder mount the Oklahoma buck and then just get a Euro mount on the Texas buck. But, you know, the damage to the hide had already been done and stuff. You know, I can't, I can't tend the whole hide if I cut it in half. And so thinking about shooting a doe, getting the meat, and then tanning that hide to possibly make my own deer decoy with. So all that to say, I want to kill something with my bow. And I'm not giving up this deer season yet. So, so yeah, that, oh, excuse me. There it is again. Uh, that is about all I have as far as the intro. I've told you guys about the family and everything. Told you about what's coming up. Um, I, oh, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Uh, I got some permission on some old duck hunting ponds that I had years and years ago that I'd kind of lost permission. Some other people moved in, started hunting them. Uh, found out through some relatives that those people don't hunt there anymore. And so, uh, the last couple weeks of January, I'm hopefully going to do quite a bit of duck hunting. Uh, there's basically, there's three ponds like pretty close to each other. And so, you know, I can go one day and hunt one and then give that one a rest while I hunt one of the other ponds. And so, yeah, I plan to do a lot of duck hunting these last couple weeks. And I think that's going to do it for this intro. That's about all my voice can handle. I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, this is probably not going to be the most exciting episode you've ever heard, but like I said, it's been hard to you know schedule guests with the holidays. It's been hard for me just to schedule a time to do this because my schedule's been so crazy. Um, but I think I got something that's going to be fairly interesting, fairly fun for you guys. And so that's what we got coming up. The main podcast today is I, I basically went through my phone and used pictures to kind of redate and recreate my entire year. And so I picked out some of the highlights. So I'm going to go kind of through that, go through my 21, 2021 season year, whatever you want to call it. And uh, just kind of hit some highlights, you know, very quickly retell some of those stories. And then, uh, and then, yeah, encourage you guys to go back and listen to those previous episodes to hear the whole story. Uh, you know, maybe you're a new listener and you haven't heard all the, the stories from the spring and the summer and everything. So please go back. You can listen to how terrible I was when I started this thing and, uh, and hopefully listen to how much I've improved now. So that's the plan to, for today. Thank you guys for tagging along. Thank you guys for giving me some grace in this episode. And uh, I'm going to jump into this year in review for the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. So my 2021 actually started out with a bang because I actually shot a buck the morning of January 1st in 2021. Uh, So I've actually, if you count from January 1 until present, I've actually killed four bucks in this calendar year. Uh, But as most of you know, in Oklahoma, the bucks killed between January 1st and January 15th count towards the previous year's bag limit so don't call me a poacher i promise it's all legal but uh yeah if you guys want to go back i think that was only like the third or fourth episode where i talk about uh the two bucks i killed in january the first one is a really funny story uh not because of the hunting story necessarily but um so like i said i shot it january 1st well january 31st new year's eve my wife and I went to hang out with my brother and his family. And, you know, we were we made food and played games and everything. And we had agreed when we left that we were actually going to leave at eleven o'clock. That's kind of what we came up with. Um, you know, I, I like I had this buck uh, that I had been patterning and everything, and I like I had never been more confident that a deer was going to show up than I was that morning of January first. Um, it was a buck I was familiar with. Had lots of pictures of them. Uh, it was supposed to rain that night, and every time it rained, that buck would come uh, to this feeder that, you know, whenever it stopped raining, and it was supposed to stop raining, like, right at daylight. I mean, it was just going to be perfect. 
And so we had a, a deal when we left the house that we were going to you know, leave my brother's house at 11 o'clock. And I don't remember the exact time, but I believe we ended up leaving his house at like 2 a.m. <laughs> and uh, so I was angry because my wife wouldn't let us leave. Like, you know, she was having fun and she didn't want to go home. She thought I was being selfish. I thought she was being selfish. Um, man, like we did not speak to each other on the drive home. We were both angry at each other just for whatever, you know. And so... uh uh, but I have to give her credit. It's actually kind of her, uh, not fault, but, you know, she's part of the reason I killed that buck because as we're crawling into bed, you know, at like 2.30 or 3 a.m., I'm like, well, I guess I'm not hunting in the morning because, you know, I would have to wake up in like two or three hours. And uh, she asked me, I think she was trying to kind of like, not necessarily apologize, but just, you know, we don't like to go to bed angry. And so she was kind of trying to make some small talk. And she asked me what time I was going to wake up in, in the morning. And I was like, well, I don't guess I am. And uh, she was like, why not? And I was like, well, it's just so late. You know, it's, I'm only going to need a couple hours of sleep. And and she was like, John, you've been telling me how confident you were that he, that he was going to be there. Like, you're going to kick yourself if you don't go. And so <laughs> as soon as she said that, I reached over, set my alarm. Woke up the next morning. It was perfect. Like I said, it was actually it was actually raining on me as I walked in. Um, you know, just a little bit, and uh, I think I I was only in the stand like ten minutes. I mean, the sun came up, and the buck walked out, shot him. Awesome, January first. Uh, that was my first buck of the year, and uh, and yeah. So like I said, I was angry at my wife, but it ended up working out very well. Uh, and then the next week, January eighth, uh, went out and. Uh, shot a second buck, a really nice big eight pointer. Uh, he had broken off a G three, uh, on one side. And, uh, if he wouldn't have broke that off, I actually haven't scored this deer yet, but I think he would have been bigger than the 10 point that I killed on January 1st. Uh, that deer ended up going about 143, I think. Uh, and this eight pointer, I mean, he was heavy. He was old. Uh, I think I was, oh gosh, man, I think that deer was like seven or eight years old. I'd have to go back and check, but I mean, he was a old, massive buck, huge body. Um, so yeah, my January started with a bang. I killed two, two bucks, uh, you know, the last couple days of the season. Yeah, I've probably talked about that way too much, uh, but I, I love late season. I've killed so many bucks between Christmas and January 15th. So, so yeah, January started with a bang. And then, uh, let's see here, mid-February, the old snowpocalypse happened, and that's where my uh, my desire for a boat really kicked in, because I was basically trapped in my house for, you know, five days or whatever it was, however long that thing lasted, and all I did was, like, look up boat stuff on my phone, uh, and so did that. March 5th, my wife actually went and bought a boat. We, we weren't really planning on buying one. Uh, I just, I knew this place had one kind of like I'd been looking at. We didn't think we could afford it, but we went and looked at it and, uh, they had one there that just fit us perfectly and pretty, pretty on a whim, we bought a boat. So, uh, we bought a fishing ski. I'm sure y'all heard me talk about my spring and summer fishing adventures. I did absolutely terrible. I'll talk about that some more here in a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, March 5th, we got our boat. Uh, March 27th, I got caught out on, in a storm on Lake Texoma in that boat. I knew better, guys. I've grown up around Lake Texoma. Uh, my dad grew up on that lake. He's always taught me, if you see clouds, run, because it's a big body of water. You know, if any of you guys have ever been out on it, it's a dangerous lake. Um, you know, the waves get 
really big, and uh, my boat is not that big. Uh, Buddy and I were fishing, having a good time, uh, weren't catching anything, but we were sure trying. I saw some clouds, I'm watching the radar, and uh, it started to sprinkle. We were heading in, then it stopped raining, so we decided to wait. And then, uh, and then, so we're sitting there fishing and all of a sudden I turn around and I just see a wall of rain. And so we take off for the dock and we had kind of been up in a, in a little cove. And as soon as we came out of that cove, I mean, the waves got way bigger. We had been being kind of protected, which gave us some false security, but, uh, ended up making a big run to, to the, uh, dock. My buddy jumps out and backs the trailer in. Uh, it took me like three tries to get the boat on the trailer uh, because the the wind was just blowing so hard. Uh, so yeah, learn my lesson there, guys. If you're on Texoma, check the weather, keep up with the weather, and if it looks like it's going to get bad, get off the water. April 17th is our next story, and that is when my boss and I tripled on turkeys out in West Texas. This was a really fun trip. Me, him, and his son, uh, we were pretty determined to try to get his son his first turkey. His son is, uh, I think it was six at the time. So pretty young, but we thought we could get it done. Uh, we practiced with him, you know, with a twenty-two and stuff, just kind of get some shooting experience under his belt. And uh, ended up not working out for him, but uh, we called these turkeys for hours. We had two hang up on the fence. We watched these turkeys for, gosh, like an hour if I remember right. Uh, they actually gave up on us, left. And then we called them back, uh, and they hung up on the fence again. And then out of nowhere, a third uh, gobbler came and just walked right by him, right under the fence, came right into our decoys. Once he did it, the other two followed right along. Uh, I'm sitting there, you know, I I was not sitting with my boss and his son. They were in a pop-up blind. I was just sitting in the brush off to the side. And uh, I see the gun sticking out. You know, his son's still trying to get a shot. And I see that gun just waving all over the place. I could tell he was nervous. It was probably a little big for him. And then out of nowhere, just boom, hear a shot. Uh, I wasn't ready for it. Uh, I see a bird drop. One bird flies. One bird runs. Uh, I see the bird that was in the sky uh, fall out of the sky after another big boom. And so I take a Hail, Ma- Hail Mary shot at the third bird. And, uh, and down him, it was the best shot of my life. I want to say, what was it? Like 73 yards. I think I shot that Turkey at on the run. Um, so that was obviously a very, very awesome story. And then let's see, May 15th here. Uh, nothing crazy with the story, but, uh, I remember going out to the ranch and there was this one hillside that I've never been on. Basically. I've always thought it was good. I've always kind of known deer probably bedded there. And for the first time ever, I walked up and down this hill in several different spots and got some good scouting in. And that scouting really paid off this year. I saw a lot of bucks, you know, walking this area. I had a a cell camera up at the top of the ridge there. That's where I got a bunch of pictures this year. (coughs) Excuse me. And so, like I said, not like a big major event, uh, but just a day where I learned a lot of good stuff that paid off this year. So uh, June 4th. Uh, I caught a lot of bass. That was a day um, I, I had a live well, a little battery-operated live well, took some fishing poles, uh, went up to one of our best fishing ponds, and uh, I didn't even have that long to fish. Uh, but it was, I think I got there like maybe 45 minutes before dark. But I sat in the same spot and had my little minnow bucket, and I just caught bass after bass after bass after bass. And so that was a really fun, fond memory of this summer. And then uh, June 19th, I finally caught my first fish out of our new boat that I was talking about earlier. 
Um, so that was just, a, it was a, a very small fish, actually. It's one of those, like, you dream of your first fish, you know, out of your new boat being this big, massive trophy fish. It was not. I think it was actually a perch. Um, I didn't even want to admit that I caught it, but I did. And uh, so, yeah, it was, you know, great day, great day. Started off the boat right. And then, uh, let's see here, August 1st, I got my first shooter buck on trail camera. Always a fun thing. Um, big old velvet buck, and uh, actually... I believe that is the buck that uh, my buddy Randy ended up shooting on our place. So that's always fun. Uh, August 7th, I tried a tree saddle for the first time. We were up with some friends in Broken Bow. Uh, my buddy that came, he had gotten a saddle earlier that year, so he brought it. And me and him and our brother were just right there in front of our little cabin climbing the pine tree and stuff. So that was really cool. Um <coughs> Really made me interested in getting one. Uh, I definitely see the benefit of it. Um, I think just with, you know, especially with selling uh, the property that we just sold, um, I just don't have enough trees to warrant getting a tree saddle, I don't think. So maybe in the future, if we get another property or if I get a permission property or something like that, but uh, I honestly don't have enough trees to warrant getting a tree saddle. Um, most of my stands, I'm either going to be hunting blinds or, you know, I'm in the only tree I can possibly be in. So I just have a set tree stand there. So August 18th, this is a big one. I got COVID a year and a half into the pandemic. I finally got it. Uh, I remember being, uh, really tired, achy, having a headache, uh, but it did do some good for my hunting. I did a lot of online scouting. I did a lot of on X work. Um, this is where I started finding some landowners that I eventually wrote letters to asking for permission. Uh, I ended up not getting any of the permission, but I still sent the letters. And so, uh, even though I was down for the count, uh, I was very restless. And so I spent a lot of time on Google earth, a lot of time on Onyx. I rearranged my man room, went through all my gear. So overall, you know, not a huge loss. Moving right along into September, September 12th, I got my first hard horned picture. Uh, always fun. It just means that Deer season's right around the corner. Um, you know, I've been tracking some bucks all summer. Not necessarily tracking, but had some cell cameras out. And so finally getting a hard horn picture. It's just, like I said, kind of like a symbol of what's to come. So always a good time. And then September 18th, I finally got my food plots planted. Um, like I said, I'm a big fan of not putting these in too early. Um, I think you can do more harm than good. Um, after talking to one of my guests, though, Tyrell Roy, I think I might try to plant not all of them, but a small section um, of them earlier, just to kind of get a little bit of late. Of, I'm sorry, not late season, early season stuff going. Um, something a little different. Uh, so Tyrell was talking about how he planted, I think, turnips in like late August, um, just to kind of get them up and going. And so I don't know, it kind of intrigued me. So this coming year, I might try to do a very small, you know, not all of them, but like a very small. Uh, maybe part of a plot uh, and something like that a little earlier just to just to see what happens just to try it out so uh, man uh, September that moves us into October most of you guys remember uh, October was wedding season for me I had three or four weddings in October I think it was one in September and three in October um, so that was basically what I did most of October but at the end of October uh, my buddy Randy came up for uh, that second weekend of muzzleloader season and shot a really nice eight-point buck on Halloween day. I love Halloween. Um, fast forward a year from that, uh, that was when I had an encounter with a big 12-point that I uh, shot low on. 
uh, hit him in the leg, uh, called the tracking dog. I'm, I've told that story at least twice on here, but uh, never found him. Uh, I got pictures of him, though. I think he lived. Um, did not see him this year, but that's not surprising. I barely even saw him last year. Um, but anyway, October 31st, Randy got his bucks. That's always fun. And then that took me right into the November rush. Um, I hunted every weekend of November. I was driving back and forth between Texas and Oklahoma a lot. November 14th, I finally shot a buck on Randy's place out there in Texas. Nice big 10 point. Y'all probably remember that story of, uh, he had broken off a little time that was kind of our big identifier for him. And he almost got away from me just because I wasn't sure it was the right buck. And being on a you know a buddy's place, I wanted to make sure I shot the right one, the one he wanted me to, because obviously I wanted to be invited back. So I took my time. Uh, there's lots of texting involved, like I said. I was trying to send him pictures. The pictures weren't going through. He was trying to talk to me. I was trying to, t- trying to talk to him. But eventually we got it figured out, and, uh, and I got the buck. So that was a good one. And then uh, November 20th, so came home. And uh, decided to do some hunting November 20th. It was the first day of rifle season, but I actually took my bow because I'd gotten a few pictures of the uh, this nice nine-point. He was like number two or three on my hit list. So I went in with my bow. He actually ended up coming in right at dark. Um, I tried to get a shot, but it was just too dark. And so I had to sit there, watch him go by. Um, he, he never you know, smelt me or spooked or anything like that, but it was just too dark for me to shoot him. And then uh, I pretty sure that the neighbor ended up uh, ended up killing that buck uh because i got a picture of him like the next night at night and then like two nights after that um but then never got another picture of him like i said that was during rifle season so unfortunately i think my big nine point is uh gone but that was a fun hunt it's always good to have a you know a big mature buck like that up close and personal the next morning i took my rifle and went and sat uh in the back uh spot i call the saddle uh it's it is a saddle between two bedding areas, big thick stuff on each side. Had one of the best sits I've ever had. I saw three mature bucks uh, that evening, uh, all three eight points, but just uh, two of them were four-year-olds. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was a five-year-old. Uh, also saw a young buck that came, I mean, like, steps away from my blind, so that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just cool seeing, like, one buck, two buck, three bucks, four bucks. Just, I mean, it was it was just crazy, so... Uh, that was, yeah, I'll never forget that hunt. Really awesome. Got a lot of cool pictures. And then, so I came home. That was a weekend. I came home. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about hunting that week, obviously, and uh, something happened. I remembered that I had not watched the movie Escanaba into Moonlight this year. For those of you who don't know, it's a Jeff Daniels movie. It started as a play. Uh, turned into a movie, and it's become like a, I wouldn't say really popular, but it's become a lot more mainstream the last couple of years. But I watched this, like, the first time I ever watched this movie, guys, like, I was at Blockbuster, if that tells you anything. Um, I was going to be home alone one night, and uh, and my parents, like, I, I couldn't drive, and so my mom took me to go rent a couple movies and, like, get me a frozen pizza so I could, like, fend for myself this night. And, uh, and I was walking through Blockbuster, and I just see the guy from Dumb and Dumber and a deer on a movie. And I was like, oh, that's got to be good. And so I rented it from Blockbuster and never took it back because I enjoyed it so much. Made my parents pay the late fee. Um, so, yeah, that's how long I've been watching Escanaba and the Moonlight. And I watch it before every deer season, but I did not watch it this year. And so on November 26th, I watched Escanaba and the Moonlight. The next day, I headed out to the ranch, and that evening, November 27th, 
I shot my Oklahoma buck. And so that's all it took. Like, you know, I've hunted hard and all that stuff, but really what it took was watching that movie, My Good Luck Charm, and I got it done. So Big O 10 point came out. Uh, I ended up shooting him at 18 yards uh, with my 300 wind mag. Actually, it was 20 yards. I'll take that back. It was 20 yards. He was on the other side of the feeder, but... Anyway, uh, I was expecting him to be out, you know, 200 yards away in this big food plot. Ended up coming real close. Um, so, yeah, I got my Oklahoma buck on uh, November 27th, and that buck is at the taxidermy right now. Primetime taxidermy. Amy, shout out to her. Um, yeah, December 4th, uh, I took my <laughs> – this one's kind of a funny memory. Uh, it was the, the end of rifle season. I think that might have been the last day of rifle season. Took my wife out. Uh, we had just found out we were pregnant. I don't think we'd even told our families yet. It was just me and her. And uh, my wife basically got morning sickness while we were in the deer blind. And so we're like, we're looking for deer. It was kind of a dreary morning. And she's opening the back door and like puking out the back. And so probably not as enjoyable for her, but pretty enjoyable. Like something we'll never forget. Like, hey, remember that time you were puking out of the back of the deer blind? <laughs> so yeah that's just something that i'll never forget uh december 10th uh just a really good deer sit i had um sitting in a pasture we call the cemetery ended up seeing 14 deer um i was overlooking some oats i had a feeder to one side had a couple deer coming within range just no big deer and uh yeah i just I, I feel like i learned a lot on that hunt just how the deer were using that particular area um, because I had a, a cell cam there on that feeder and I had not gotten like a single picture of a doe on that camera. But then, you know, you look over to the right and there are just does everywhere, does and young bucks. And so for, for whatever reason, I don't know if the bucks just took the feeder over and don't allow the does in. Um, man, that was, I think that was, may have been like the first time I hunted that stand all year, all the way in December 10th. Um, so it wasn't human intrusion, but just for whatever reason, the does don't like that feeder. And so we have to do a little more, uh, a little more work on that and figure out why exactly that is. So after that deer hunt, went back to the house, got some sleep, woke up early the next morning and did my first duck hunt of the year. And, uh, it was a great one. Just a little bitty pond is my first time hunting this pond. And uh, ended up killing three. Should have killed a whole lot more. I learned a lot on this first hunt. Um, long story short, I was set up in the wrong spot. Um, we had a south wind that day. I was sitting on the south side of the pond. But there was just too many trees, I think, over my head. And so the ducks wanted to come in. And Oh, I said a south wind. There was a north wind. Sorry. Um, so the ducks wanted to come in from the south and land into that wind. Uh, but the trees that I was sitting under... Uh, and around this little pond were just too tall. And so they were kind of having to weave and move. And they basically ended up landing uh, down the way a little bit where they had more of a clear path. And so I think the next time I hunt it, I'm going to be able to do much better. And uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully here in the next couple of days, I'll get to do that. So as of right now, at the time I'm recording this, that is my year so far. There's still some se- so, ugh, excuse me. There's still some year left. Um, one more buck tag. Lots of duck hunting to do. Um, I mean, I, yeah, even just talking about it right then, I got all excited about duck hunting. Um, guys, once again, please, 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 or I should say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it wasn't too rough. If it seemed kind of uh, choppy and weird in the middle, that's because I kept having to hit pause and hack up a lung, uh, coughing a lot. But uh, 
Yeah, so I'm really sorry about that, but I hope this was a fun episode. Kind of reminded you of some past episodes, uh, some things that I got done this year. So, uh, like I said, please feel free to go back and listen to those past episodes. Um, I know it was kind of fun for me, like as we're kind of, you know, the year's turning over and we're getting going again, uh, I'm looking forward to listen to some of those podcasts I did back in the spring and learn for them for this upcoming year. Like, especially the fishing ones and stuff. Uh, you know, the, the crappie guide that I had on, I, oh man, like I am so excited about crappie fishing, even though I'm terrible at it. Like I didn't catch a single crappie last year. I sure tried. I put in the effort. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to listen to the crappie guide's advice and then get on there or sorry, get out on the water and try to, you know, put that advice into, into effect. So yeah, once again, guys, I apologize for this uh, rough episode. Thank you guys for listening though. And uh, I'm going to shut this down now and try to rest my throat uh, so that I can make a much better episode for you guys next week. So thank you again. Enjoy the holidays. Happy New Year. And until next time, I will see you guys right back here on the Oklahoma Outdoors podcast. Thank you.